When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Simmons, West Indies coach, thanks for having a chat to us here on SEN Test Cricket. The last game of a long tour for your side. It feels like you've been here for months with the T20s against Australia, the World Cup, now a couple of Test matches. Yeah, thanks for having me. And at the end of this Test match, it would be 73 days in Australia, which in, in, in parts have been good, but the weather hasn't been nice to us. So we didn't enjoy some. Nice place to finish though, isn't it? This was the ground where... You were standing in the slips cordon uh, when the Windies won by one run back in early 1993. One of the, the most memorable test match results of all time. Your, your recollections of being part of that famous Windy side. Uh, it, it, it was a pleasure and it, it was an honour to be part of it. But in, in seeing, remembering days like when we fought through that, that time there, we thought that was one of the best test matches, well, the best test match that I ever played because the, the ebbs and flows in it from both teams and, and, and the will to win from both teams was so great and for us to come out on top, best test match I've ever been involved in. And that last 10th wicket partnership with Tim May and Craig McDermott, <laughs> nearly crawling over the line before Courtney Walsh gets one to rear up and hit the glove or near enough to the glove anyway. <laughs> I mean, it, it's uh, they're, they're, they're images that get replayed, well, decades on, don't they? Yeah, it keeps going on. We had a dinner here last night and they replayed it and it still brought goosebumps to me um, when, when they showed it so it's, a, it, it, it's always going to be one of the great test matches and, and, and every time they play it people who were there are going to always have pleasant memories of it. When we, when we got the, the ninth wicket I, I, we had a little discussion when um, Justin and, and, and Tim were, were going along um, and you're thinking that boy we need to get Justin here and then we, we have the game closed off. When we got Justin we were looking to close off the game as soon as possible but then the partnership started to develop and you started to think boy where is this going here because they, the two of them had faced nearly all the bowlers so far um, but they, the, the part that remains in my mind is, is one when Desmond stopped that ball at, at, at bat pad I keep remembering that that might have been the game there and he stopped that ball and then the next thing is that I know I'm chasing down Courtney Walsh and, and we all jump in for joy in, in, in somewhere in front of the pavilion. The other part I remember is that AB, uh, when you look back at it, AB was, uh, they were as nervous upstairs as we were because sometimes in between overs you're walking and you're watching and you're thinking, shucks, everybody's nervous here. The whole ground was, was tense, you know, the intensity of, of that last few overs and last few runs it lives with you forever. And what were the celebrations like that night in Adelaide when you uh, levelled the series at one all? Um, I don't think I can talk about the celebrations. <laughs> I think there was too there was too much alcohol drunk that night. I think I think we we just enjoyed that because of the fact that the, the the second part to it is that we would have lost the series and we hadn't lost a series for a long time in Australia. So I think winning that just gave us that inspiration to know that hey, we're going to put and put is our ground. Um, so I think that night that was the a lot of the discussion, a lot of the thought was behind that. That hey, we're going to celebrate this because we feel that we have the momentum going to put. So it's the end of your second spell as the Windy Senior Coach. 
mixed emotions, I'm sure, given that you decided at the end of the World Cup that that was that and stay around for a couple of test matches. But your prevailing thoughts leaving the role for a second time? Um, difficult. Um, <laughs> um, it's, it's emotional. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's always going to be emotional because West Indies cricket is always going to be a part of my heart and, and, and leaving it in any form, whether we had won the World Cup, whether we number one in Test cricket, it's always going to be emotional and difficult. So I know I'm going to have a, a, a few weeks after we leave here where it's not going to be as easy to, 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 to relax and to just forget things, but it, it's going to be pleasant memories. One question we were asking on our coverage last week, appreciating the World Cup didn't go well at all, but your test side's developing really nicely. Was there any thought given from your end of maybe staying on just in the test role? Um, thought was given, but again, stay on in a, in a test role, but you need everything to be working in the right way. Um, and if, if, if you don't feel that you can contribute or, or make sure that things get better, then you need to leave it for someone else. And right now, I think that someone else needs to try and get it to the next level. Your team last week, whenever we interviewed them, all talked about playing for you mm. in this test tour and wanting to give you a, a nice sign-off. And I suppose you would have been proud of the fact that they batted for so long in the second innings and nearly made it to 100 overs in the first innings, which the skipper spoke about last week as being one of your main goals through this tour. I mean, they're fighting hard here. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really chuffed to hear that, that they wanted to play for me and, and to make sure that they try and win the, si the, the series and the test match for me. Um, but I, I just want to see them continue to grow. I think the amount of growth that we've seen in that test match from two, three years ago when we just started to put the squad together is, for me, is a delight. And it continues to grow. And the, the leadership, uh, the captain continues to lead from the front. Vice captain continues to lead from the front in the way they are doing things. So, for me, that's the pleasure I take from 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 this job. It'll be a tough ask this week. Australia have never lost any of the ten day night test matches you've played. The Windies, on the other hand, have, have never won when they've played three around the world. But I suppose the attitude here is that you need to find a way to take twenty wickets, and whatever happens from there happens from there. Yeah, and I think I think we need to make sure that. First of all, we have um, uh, uh, an 11 on the pitch. I think we, we, we're behind the eight ball a little bit where that is concerned, but mm. I'm sure that everyone that, that, that goes on the field in that 11 is going to give everything. And as you say, we just got to find a way to take um, all 20 wickets. But it's, it's a case where in the last test match, the first four hours of the test match, I think we want top because of the way we bowled and the attitude we've shown. So it's about us starting that way and making sure that that attitude is the same. You've got to go back a little way to the last time the Windies didn't lose against Australia in Australia. It was actually here in 2009. That week it was DJ Bravo and Chris Gale making centuries. And I suppose in a way um, their departure from the Test game, especially Bravo, reflects some of the challenges that you've had in both terms as senior coach that you haven't always had the players to choose from that you would have liked. Well, that, that, that is the case, but again, when you, when you look at it, um, the guys who we have chosen as we went along, they have started to, to, to bear fruit for us. Um, sometimes that's, uh, you play with the cards you dealt, as we say in the Caribbean, you get limes, you make lemonade. So it, it, it is a case where the guys are continuing to improve and 
as you say, it's a good omen that the last time we won here in a long time was here at this ground. It's been an ongoing problem for West Indies cricket, though, has an availability, not least in the test format of the game. Do you see that changing anytime soon, or do we think that now it's reached a stage where there'll be players who are available for the test side and those who aren't, and we just need to reconcile that fact? I think that we are at the stage where we need to just live with it that if you want to play test grade you're going to make yourself available for the test team when you're selected you're going to be up and ready to play for the test team and if that's not the case then we don't select you we just make sure that everybody wants to play for the test team and once you want to play we're going to continue to move up if you pick anyone who doesn't really want to be here then they're going to pull the team back down so we've got to live with the fact that these guys want to play Test cricket for West Indies and they're going to do their best for West Indies and live with that. You've already mentioned your captain Craig Brathwaite who's been an inspired choice as leader in, in the last couple of years. The last 11 Test centuries that have been made by West Indies opener has been Kay Brathwaite. I mean he's spoken a lot about wanting to develop a team in his image, about wanting to have men around him who want to play Test cricket. I'm sure that's sentiment that you can then share and agree with. Yeah, and that's something we always talk about. We we pick people who want to play. If you if you are even hesitant when we ask if you want to play, then we need to move on. And uh, that's one of the things that we think along the same lines with. And that's that's been the the good part of us moving forward. And him not just wanting people who he feels is going to help him win the thing, but people who want to be here for a long period of time and help develop the team. And then last week, Tay Shandipal coming into the side with, I suppose, that, that name recognition, the sort of thing that might be able to inspire younger cricketers to prioritise Red Bull cricket over the 2020 opportunities around the world. Yeah, and, and just now you said the last 1100s um, as an opener for Western has been scored by Craig, but I don't think that's going to be so for long, for too long, mm. with, with the way how Tej came in and, and started to play. I think his attitude and, and, and the way he played showed that he's going to be here for a while and Craig is not going to be the only opener scoring hundreds. Just zooming out from the team at the moment, more generally at West Indian Test Cricket, I mean the Future Tour program has the Windies playing less Test Cricket than the cycle before that. Um, it feels like the World Test Championship is a really important point, part of the story ensuring that, that sides around the world will continue meeting their commitments. But um, do you sometimes get a little bit worried about what Test Cricket might look like in five or ten years' time for the West Indies if, for example, the World Test Championship didn't exist anymore? Um, yeah, if, if it didn't exist, we, 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 would, we would be in a sorry, a sorry state. I think World Cricket would be in a sorry state if the Test Championship didn't exist. I think the Test Championship has given a lot of meaning and, and when we watch the way how the final played out last year in England, a lot of teams want to be in that final now and I think that's one of the things we've been looking at and how we can get points down here in Australia which would give us a chance to be in that final and and if it if it's not there then you're just going to have people playing test cricket for so but over the next few years we're going to see where test cricket and I know T20 is here to stay the next two formats is is where you're going to see where they're going from now. Yeah I suppose given you were such good tourists through the pandemic as well that the Windies were willing to go to England when the pandemic was ripping through the country. There was no vaccine to be seen and you were there for a couple of months living in that bubble with a big squad. I mean, you kind of laid the groundwork and, and shown your commitment to the test form. Yeah, I think I think that was a, a, a opportunity that the West Indies took. Um, it was <laughs> it was difficult. Um, we were all questioning what would happen and where we would be. Um, in the middle of that because I live in England I knew I know what was going on there at the time but 
we went through that. We went to New Zealand and we had all our our lockdowns, our our COVID lockdowns in in New Zealand, and everything. But at the end of that, we have played enough games, and I think in that two years we played more than maybe anyone else um, around the world. So it did well for us because in sometimes you take the little things out of big things. We were locked down and. In England, it brought the teams closer together. It brought us to understand each other a lot more. So you take the little things out of it. And off the field, I mean, when you first took over the job in your first spell, you were quite strident in your criticisms of the administration at WICB. You had a little bit of a, a ban there for a while there, if I recall correctly. <laughs> um, what, what's your sense of how things are going off the field around the board table? Uh, yeah, I got sucked for, for my comments <laughs> earlier on. I remember. Uh, but look, um, I have... Um, I have kind of separated myself from what the what the board does and what the board says. I think it's a case of me trying to make sure that what's happening down here is important and what's happening down here is done the right way. Um, what what happens at that level, I have no control over. Um, but we're trying to make sure that everything on the ground is done the right way and and try and move things forward with the, all the teams. The, White ball, as we say, haven't been very successful moving forward yet, but at that time will come, but the test team is moving forward, so that's been my concern on this on this stint. I'm sure when you finished your first term as coach, you would have looked back at the T20 World Cup triumph of 2016 as the high point. Mm -hmm. What about the second time around? What has been the high watermark of your career as West Indies coach Mark II? I think the, the, the improvement of the test team, definitely. Um, I think the fact that they have, have put themselves in a position to be um, challenging other teams and uh, as someone said uh, if we if we play this well and continue to play this well we may not beat an uh, Australia or England but anybody in our vicinity in the test table we are going to be looking at more wins so that to me is has been the the legacy of this stint and I suppose that win at Chittagong chasing down was at 395 on the final day will always live in uh, front of the memory. Yeah, I think, I think the, the, the way two debutants on that, on that tour played to take us to that win and one of them scoring a double hundred on his debut, I think that will always be one of the joys that I sit later on and look back and, and see different aspects of, of what happened in the, in the three years. That has to be one of the high points. You've been a journeyman coach. Uh, you've been everywhere, really, haven't you? you were, you're probably the, the most uh, important coach that Ireland ever had. Um, you did your time in Zimbabwe when it was ravaged with, again, administrative troubles and all the rest of it. You went to Afghanistan when they started as a test-playing nation between your West Indies stints. I mean, what's next for Phil Simmons? Um, I don't know. Um, the first thing that's next is that I'll be uh, UAE T20 with the Dubai Capitals. And then we see what challenges come from there. Um, I'm looking forward to new challenges and we will sit down um, as my agent, myself, and see where we go next. Would you consider doing another international job? Maybe one of the associate nations, well, they were associates when, when you coached them, specifically Ireland. Would that be appetising for you again? Um, right now, I'm not really thinking about international cricket as, as such. Right now, I'm just, I'm just going to start with January and February and then between that time I'm going to decide well look where I want to go after that I think it's 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 a case that as you say one of them might come up but whether it suits where I want to go then we'll decide then well Phil Simmons I hope you look back at this stint as coach with a great deal of satisfaction congratulations for it hopefully it's a, a lovely week here in Adelaide for you and 
thanks for coming and having a chat to SCN Test Cricket. No problem. I will look back on it with fond memories and I'm sure after this next five days I will look back on this Test match with fond memories too.